Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, um, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, uh, uh, happy Easter, happy Bank Holiday Monday in August, happy Bank Holiday Monday in May, uh, happy Boxing Day, happy birthday. Just whenever you are listening to this, Happy days to you, and I hope you are well, because we are back with another episode of the Gigs and Ghosts podcast with me, your host, Mikey Shiraz, and this one is season two, episode three, and it's going to be a bit different. It's been, how should we call it? It's been a week, if you know what I mean. It's been a week. We were meant to record this a few days ago. Life got in the way. Our guests couldn't make it on the times we needed. And before that, I couldn't make it on the times we needed. Because, you know, like Jurassic Park, life finds a way to fuck you up by dinosaurs attacking your plans. Although this time there were no dinosaurs, just other shit. So this is what we're going to do this week. My guest is going to come for the next episode. It's going to be Andy Hawkins, super producer. But we didn't want to do one with, like, just a week without. We've done that before. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for the ghosts out there who want their stories told. So this week, uh, we've I've thrown it out to the floor, I'll say. I've thrown it over to you guys. I went on to the Gigs and Ghosts socials, and I said, hey... Who out there has got a ghost story from me that they'd like to hear on the old podcast for people to have a listen to? And luckily for me, you freaky fucks do have some freaky goddamn ghost stories and you were kind enough to send them in. And for that, I am thankful. So, as you, well, usually we start with me talking to a guest about their life in music and all that sort of shizzle, and then we move on to the ghost part. This week, instead of the Gigs and Ghosts podcast, we'll call it the Ghosts and Ghosts podcast. Because there's no guest here. Hey, you. Silence. Because I'm alone talking into a microphone in my living room with ghost stories to read out loud to you. Do, do, do. Spooky, spooky, spooky time. So if you want to hear some good ghost stories, I'm going to tell you some. Where best to start than at the beginning. By that, I mean with ghost, uh, ghost story number one. Uh, this one has been sent in by a good friend of mine. He's called Shrimp, a.k.a. Paul Shrimpton. He's in the amazing band Deadbeat at Dawn. He's also a great, great, great director. He's done some amazing music videos, including he did one for Mr. Shiraz. Well, he did two for Mr. Shiraz, actually, which was good. He's a nice dude. He's done some fucking great, uh, like, wicked, nasty, nasty Thirsk ploitation, he calls it, because it's from Thirsk. Uh, horror films, just total splatter horror films. Uh, so you should go out and Check out some of those and check out Debbie and Don because they're a, a wicked band too. But he messaged me uh, early t- uh, earlier today, actually, saying, yo, dude, saw your post wanting ghost stories. 
and uh, well, my parents' house is was haunted with a few things: apparition of a Victorian dress lady, things jumping off shelves, knocks, smells, sleep paralysis, all going on there. And then he's got other ghost stories from the Thirsk area. So I was like, wow, I want to hear all these. But he's busy at work. Like I was saying earlier, life finds a way to dinosaurs to attack your life and fuck you up. But he said, we did send me one. He said, I'm at work at the moment, but I've got a brief story about a vicar. And I know it's the Gigs and Ghosts podcast, but we like all shit creepy here. I mean, we like cryptids. We like to hear about demons. We want to hear about monsters. We want to hear about cults. I want to hear all this shit. Anything kind of paranormal. Anything kind of spooky. That, people, that is what your old buddy, Mikey Shiraz, is all about. So let me tell you this story. Coming from Thirst's very own Paul Shrimpton, a.k.a. Shrimp. Actually, before I tell you this as well, uh, one of the first times I ever met Shrimp was in the early noughties. And he put Mr. Shraz on a gig up in Thirsk, his town. And he came to pick us up from the train station because back then we could catch trains to gigs because, because fuck it, why not? It was a good time. Uh, and he came to meet us dressed as Jesus. Like holes in hands, full crown of thorns, blood going down his face. It was a good way to meet a person. So good old shrimp. What a dude, man. But yeah, here is a story. I'll, <coughs> I'll read it verbatim, so imagine his voice. Hi, I'm shrimp. He doesn't talk like that, really. But like, hey, man, I'm at work at the moor, but a brief rundown of the vicar. This would have been mid to late 80s. There was an old woman living in Salvi who confronted the vicar, Reverend John Paul Wordsworth, to be precise. One day, and they had, one day they met and they had a heated discussion with him about his ideology and why it was weak and a waste of time, of thereabouts. The conversation ended with the vicar basically mocking her beliefs, but as they parted company, she said something would happen pretty soon that would change his mind about her beliefs, which is a grey area. Still can't figure out if she was a Satanist or pagan. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. The vicar forgot all about her words of warning and one night was locking up the church. He made his way down the path away from the church when he found himself unable to move, frozen to the spot. A few seconds later, he was hit by a blast of wind that pushed through him back against the church door and pinned him there for 20 seconds or so. Needless to say, he was freaked out and went back into the church and prayed for most of the night. So cheers for that, shrimp. Like you said, not particularly a ghost story, but a pretty creepy story all the same. Did this woman have the power of Satan? The power of pagans? Did she love an equinox? Did she love... What's it called? That Leaning Tower Pisa. Hey, I'm down south and I'm a bunch of stones in a circle. What's that thing called? Oh, man. You know, in National Lampoons. Stonehenge! Stonehenge! 
Does she love Stonehenge or does she love Satan's big old red killer shaft? Either way, she freaked out that vicar and had it pinned against the wall of a church by the power of Satan. Personally, if you listened to this podcast before, you do know I totally believe all this sort of shit. There's nothing I don't believe. So I totally believe that is a thing that happened and that vicar would be shit. Because as we all know, you don't mess with Satan. You don't mess with the demons. They're crazy people. So that yeah, that was story number one from Shrimp. So cheers for that, Shrimp. Shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Our next story today comes from Tom Abbott. He's uh, in, what's the band called? Headstone Wish. Headstone Wish. Uh, a local band. They play grunge. Uh, actually, they're playing tomorrow, so I'll, I'll be seeing them. Uh, they've got a new drummer. So he sent me a, a little short story. So Tom Abbott, cheers, buddy, for sending one in. Let's have a listen to me. Read what you sent to me. Read it to you, not Tom, to everybody else out there. So, Tom Abbott says, I used to live in a hoard house in St. Helens. Every so often there would be tunes being whistled from the bathroom, despite nobody being in there. Turns out the bathroom used to be the old owner's bedroom, and he used the outhouse until his death. In the same house, we used to have a door lock that would spin around by itself. And on multiple occasions when my family would see other family members when they aren't there. For example, my sister saw me run upstairs and heard my brother scream. Thinking we were fighting, she ran up to see him quietly playing the PlayStation while I was in the dining room on my guitar. Hippie. Or my mum saw my sister go to hide, thinking she was going to make her jump. She crept up to get her first. She wasn't there. Ba, ba, ba. Cheers for that top Man, the whistling thing. I've heard ghost whistles before and it's never a cool thing never i know like when dwarfs do it in the mine in snow white that's like whistle while you work that's meant to be a jolly jolly old time for people and my friend matt berry he used to whistle a lot when he was happy but the summer cuts different when a ghost fucking whistles behind you it's not a nice thing to hear i mean uh a bunch of us used to live together above the old parish in Huntsfield and the amount of times we heard whistles there, it wasn't cool. You would be in the kitchen just like cooking soup noodle sandwiches or some other delicacy which we would be eating at the time and you'd just hear from out in the corridor like a <whistles> oh. <whistles> and it just wasn't nice. A lot of weird shit. I think I've talked about it on a past podcast actually uh, that happened in that place it was like um, you just get creepy things like uh, you'd hear knocks going around you'd hear footsteps um, I remember once I was watching some horror films in the living room and no word of a lie the lampshade was one of those round paper ones and it kind of dropped a little bit then flew against the wall and then rolled off that wasn't cool we had a football once come from the corridor into the living room I mean, it was scary enough why the fuck was there a football in this house because none of us play football. But second of all, who rolls a football ghost? That's not very nice of you, is it? 
we don't enjoy that shit. So don't do it again. I but I remember once, um, oh many moons ago when I lived in that creepy, creepy place, uh, laying on the couch in the living room, just watching some crap on TV, having some much needed relaxed time, right? And then you know when you get that eerie feeling that you're being watched. I kind of got that, but I could kind of sense what was standing over and, and watching, and it, it just. It stayed in my mind. And I was seeing a girl at the time. She didn't live there or anything, but she used to come around and stay all the time. And she said once when I was out, she was laying on the couch and had the exact same thing. Where she, she felt like there was somebody stood over the couch looking at her. And then we both sat to describe what we thought was looking at us. And weirdly enough, it was the same sort of idea and the same sort of description. You know, a tall dude... Dark hair, dungarees, kind of. I know it's it makes it sound nonsense, but believe me, it's not. It's not. But it, you know the bad dude in the first Men in Black film, where he like gets that farmer's skin, is walking around. Like, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh. It kind of that's. It wasn't that dude, but that sort of stature, that sort of dress, and that's exactly how I explained it to her and how she explained it to me, which was. Really fucking weird, so I think Ghost Dude of Men in Black Man, Evil Man from the first film, haunts the old parish. This is true. But yeah, cheers, Tom, for your story. And sorry for going off on a tangent there, because but it just brought back the memories. I also got another one uh, this morning uh, from Bree, who I haven't seen in ages, but cheers, Bree. Uh, she sent me a couple of things, and uh, and one of them is mega scary. She even sent me a picture of the house that she lived in. Uh, so, Bree Robinson, cheers once again for sending this in. Let me let me read this. Is this story number three? Yeah, man. Story number three. Yeah, this is story number three. It's like this. I've got one for you. My mum was always super spiritual. I always blame drugs. Anyway, we lived in this old knackered terrace property years ago. No central heating, bedrooms with open fires. One night, I randomly woke up to a load of soot dropping down the chimney. I don't know why, but I felt immediate fear. I shouted out to my mum. I was like 14, so not on age you should normally shout your mum. She replies, I know. Come here. I literally jumped in beside her in bed. I was like, what's going on? There was soot coming down her chimney too. Her bed was against the wall of the bathroom. The soot stopped, and all of a sudden, the bathroom door opened and slammed shut. <laughs> then the door at the bottom of the stairs did the same. I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. I'd watched enough horror stories. Anyway, my mum, not someone to let something go, went to the library, and there was a family who lived there a few years before, who declared that it was so hard, they moved into a caravan in the garden. Then she sent me a, a picture of the house and a map of where it is. So, you know, I'm totally, totally going to sneak out one day and go have a look at this house from the outside and try and scare myself. I'm seeing some shit in the window. And she, as she goes on, honest to God, the vibrations from the door slamming, I will never forget. I've had some weird experiences in my time, but because my mum's so woo-woo, I've always been like, nah, it's now. 
I've seen some weird stuff for the years, but always balanced it with science. This is one thing that I've never been able to explain. And then she says how the people, there's a, a back, little back drive and the family who lived there before, they parked a caravan in there and just lived in there to get rid of the ghosts. That house belongs to the ghost people. You do not move into a house like that. Especially if you go to the library and there's like shit there that says, look, people made complaints that this house was so hard and they were ran out of their house and made to live like travellers in their own drive. Fuck you, ghost. Pay your mortgage. Don't make other people pay it and then scare the shizer out of them. It's just not right. It's just not right. Saying the people who lived in the caravan, they went to the papers. Uh, but she, she hasn't been able to find that article. But Brie, if you're listening to this, send me when this all happened with the people living in the caravan who had to run away from the house because I'm going to do some research. I'm going to see what I can find. I want to know all about this creepy Dewsbury house of doom. Uh, but she goes on uh, with another one. Had another weird experience. Same house. You'll find this one hilarious though. Picture this. It's the 90s. I'm in baggy camouflage uh, pants, a levelers jumper, laid out in one of those big-ass circle cane chairs, watching Euro trash. I mean, to me personally, the levelers t-shirt is scary enough. Fucking hippies. Hate that shit. But I digress. I'll, I'll let keep going on with the story. Probably eating some shit. Hope not actual shit. Hope me like junk food. I was in the kitchen it was, as it was the only room I felt safe in. There was a tapping on the window. I'm ignoring it. The tapping gets louder. I opened the blind. There's a man stood there in a priest's outfit with a white face. I fucking shit myself. Who is it? Who was it? It was Les. Les from Cradle of Filth. My mum's boyfriend. I've never seen him in his get-up. I swear I nearly died. My mum was out. He'd come back from a gig with a bottle of vodka. Fuck my life. <laughs> well, you know, also, levelers, cradle of filth. I'd be messed up and scared too of life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but she goes on. Anyway, that first story with the soot and the banging doors is totally legit. The weirdest thing that ever happened. I wish I could transfer the feeling and the memory so you could see it in real time. I would not like that. That sounds awful. Because as much as I'm interested in ghosts and love everything about the paranormal, they still scare the living shit out of me. So nope, that's your, that's your voodoo. Keep that voodoo to yourself. She goes on though. Funnily, after the event, not sure if it's related, but the house seemed to de deteriorate. Deteriorate? Deteriorate? Deteriorate. That's Harvard. The house seemed to go to fuck. Ten times more. Mushrooms grew behind the loo and the hallway's roof under the bathroom started to cave in. Again, I'm not sure if it's related, but in the cellar there were some war ration books and old photos which my mum insisted needed to stay there. You know, in the job I do, sometimes I question if everyone is mad or, is, or are some people just more tuned in than the rest of us. I could speak for hours about this. Me too, Brie. Me too. But I would have got rid of those Russian books. Because there's obviously 
some pissed off hungry spirit seeing you eat shit in the kitchen getting annoyed and is like I'm gonna slam some doors because I had to ration my food and you're just watching Euro trash porn basically in my house where I was hungry so that is that yeah but once again thank you again for that story I know I was sent some more and one that really really creeped oh no two that really creeped me out which I'm going to find for you now I've got all these on my phone because I got people to DM to me and because I like to hear what people have got to say oh yeah I found it baby actually uh, this is my buddy Aaron from um, uh, the tall trees uh, I read out one of his stories last week when we had TJ on about a haunted house he lived in and he was telling me about some other shit and also there was a viral story a few years ago which you'll all know which you'll all know that went crazy crazy viral uh, it was in all the news it was on the papers it was on every tv show it's on have i got news for you it was everywhere we all shared it around and i found out today that story was just made up by him for a laugh and that made me laugh a lot. I'll not tell you what story it is, but it first came to prominence on the Facebook group, Fifty Shades of Halifax. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to get the tall trees in as a guest because he's got some fantastic, creepy-ass stories. Uh, but he was good enough to share another ghost story with us this week. And because last week, it freaked me out. It freaked TJ out. It was a freaky story, so... He sent me another one, and this is, once again, creepy as shit. And this is a first because it's an Australian ghost story. I'll try and do my Australian accent at the end. I think it's pretty good. But sometimes it goes kind of Cockney and or South African. You know, I'm not the... I do a good Christopher Walken, to be honest. But my Australian's pretty... I do a fucking great Irish one, especially when I'm drunk. I'm one of those people who, uh, as soon as they've had some drinks, I turn total Irish and I cannot stop. But it is a legit good Irish accent. I won't do it now. But anyway, here's uh, Aaron's story. Here we go. Strap yourself in, people, because this one is creepy. So, when my nephew was about one, my sister would wake up to him shrieking from his cot on countless nights. She said it wasn't a regular cry. It was as if he was scared. Woke up this one particular night, disturbed by something. I'm not sure what, but she looks over at the cot and saw what she described as a massive black shadow come from behind the stand-up mirror and fly into the cot at speed. And then my nephew started crying again. She said it then flew out of the room and it freaked her the fuck out. She lived in Australia at the time, which for some reason makes it kind of funny. Imagine an Australian ghost terrorizing a small small child. Uh, terrorizing a small child. Wake up, cunt, said in a crocodile dundee style voice. I mean it's a good story, man. It's a good story. And uh, you know, a lot of humans don't like babies. Babies annoy them. So it's it's only right that Ghosts are going to be annoyed by babies too. I mean, they're just starting their life off. They're just beginning. And that poor ghost that's lived its life. So, croc- it could have been Steve Irwin. Holy shit. Why can't? Can't. <laughs> that's my favourite line in the whole thing, though, to be honest. One second, I'm just going to have a little drink. 
Uh, but yeah, Australian ghosts are out there. They're going around. They're raging. They're fighting crocodiles. They're watching neighbours. Ooh, Helen Daniels. She's a ghost now. She was on Neighbours for all you people who don't know. Back in the 80s and 90s. She, had a, she did a, a really good episode where she'd had a stroke on the couch. And then I think she had a stroke on real life. So they had to write into the story because she had droopy mouth. But then, yeah. And then she died in real life. So they'd killed her off on that. I remember her dying on the couch. So I think she came back as a ghost. No, she didn't because she'd really died. No. Somebody came back as a ghost. Yeah, but it wasn't her because... As we all know, ghosts can't come back as actors. They're just dead by then. Okay, I have one more story. And this is uh, one from a very, very, very good friend of mine. Um, if you know me personally and you're from the area of Huntsfield, you'll know this dude too. He is the one and only Red Fox, Henry Downs. And if you've ever met Henry, you know what a absolute gent of a human he is and how never in his life would a word of bullshit come out which makes this story ever the more spooky as fuck to me so thank you Henry for this, love you lots buddy um, I saw Henry last week, we forced him to drink a tequila at this Weezer tribute gig and the look on his face was one of I don't know why I like you people but we love you Henry, you're the best and here's Henry's creepy as fuck story. <clears throat> so, scary, spooky story time. When I was about 11, I awoke in the middle of the night, needing to go for a wee. It was at my dad's house, which is a big house with a long corridor running across the length of the house. My bedroom was at one end, the bathroom about two-thirds down at the other end was a linen cupboard. I was sort of half asleep, but walking to the bathroom, I noticed a figure stood by the linen closet, facing away from me. I froze, and the woman turned to me. She was elderly, wearing 1920s clothes. She put a finger to her lips, as in to say, keep quiet, and smiled at me warmly. I ran back to my room and jumped into bed. I was half scared and half not. I got a great sense of love and warmth from her in that moment. I spoke to my dad about it in the morning and he went off returning with a box of photos. He pulled out a sepia photo that I'd never seen before of a man and a woman and asked me if this was her. It was the exact same woman. The lady in the photo was my great grandma. Oh... Lee, shit. <laughs> ah, that's a sort of spooky story. I love, I mean, I'm sat alone at the moment. What the hell's that noise? It's a sink, it's a sink, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sat at the, moment. I'm at the moment, and that's one that just made, ooh, I got goosebumps. That gave me goosebumps. But that's, that's, Two stories in two weeks where people have seen like somebody who has been a family member and got that sense of warmth, which I think that's a really nice thing to have. I mean, I don't know if I would. I'd just be fucking terrified. Um, or would I? I don't know. But then again, then again, you know, that is, it's, 
it's a nice thing to hear, you know, it makes you think that your family does stay connected and it does, they do stay and watch over you or, I don't know, hang around in linen closets or hang around in your bed, which always freaks me out because, what if you masturbate? But anywho, anywho, so yeah, uh, I mean, I remember just before my mum got married, she told me a story of her now husband, uh, Roy, waking up in the night um, and seeing my mum asleep and a lady kneeling next to her looking at my mum smiling. And he wasn't a believer at the time. Totally is now, I bet, because that's the sort of shit that fucks you up. But anyway, <clears throat> but also that feeling of warmth, uh, which is remi- reminding me about... Um, I told a story a few weeks ago of one of my old bosses, Lawrence Gibson, who uh, had the place called The Crown, where I got my first ever bar job, and they had some creepy shit happen there, like an uh, old woman in cellar, nasty, you know, ghosts about. But, like, he had a thing where he woke up in the night and um, he saw something in the bedroom, and he was terrified. He didn't have a warm feeling at all. He had a terrified feeling, because that wasn't a family member. That was a knobhead ghost who had come to creep him out. So he was creeping out, and this was a dude, you know, he's, he was, uh, before he was a landlord, he was a, a taekwondo teacher. He, I think he, he even taught, like, the Olympic taekwondo team at one point. This dude was a legit badass, but he woke up his wife at the time, and he was crying, he was scared, you know, he was freaked out about this thing in the bed, and he was inconsolable, and she calmed down, going, look, there's nothing there, there's nothing there, it's fine, it's fine, she calmed him down. But he was terrified, but she was able to calm him down, and he fell back to sleep. And it was in the morning when he was talking about it again. And she was like, Lawrence, I know I told you there was nothing there, but I saw it too. There was somebody in that room and it was terrifying. But she thought the best thing to do, because he was freaking out. And this is not that sort of dude. So she, she calmed him down. She got him to go back to sleep, but she saw it too. But Linda was a badass, which is probably why she was able to go back to sleep. I mean... If I get creeped out tonight, it always is the safest option is to close your eyes really, really, really tight and go under your covers and try and read something until you fall back asleep or look for a TV remote and put the TV on and turn it up and hope for the light scares the spooky, spooky, spooky away. So that's it. But yes, uh, so that's some ghost stories. I hope you've enjoyed them. I know it's a, a shorter episode this weekend. I'm off on holiday uh, in like a day and a half. So it won't be, This will hopefully this tides you over till I get back when we will be having the amazing producer Andy Hawkins as our special guest. He's done albums for the likes of Kaiser Chiefs, uh, Pigeon Detectives, Go Go Bordello, Agnostic Front, Godfrey, Mr. Shiraz, Woo Woo, Random Hand, uh, human project, uh, uh, nosebleed. Uh, uh, this is a man who's had so many top ten albums that he's produced. It's ridiculous, and he's an absolute dude. And I know for a fact he's got some incredible stories to tell. So I'm well excited for him. I'm really excited because <clears throat> he told me one a few weeks ago, and it was it was chilling. So. I'm looking forward to him coming, giving us some blood-curdling stories of the afterlife of terror of what is in the beyond. But um, 
as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe wherever you do listen and subscribe to this. And that's always good. Leave us a rating. Five stars is the best. One star is the worst. So I prefer it if you would do five stars. Thank you to uh, uh, my super producer, Callum, who is going to take my weird 30-odd minutes of ramblings this week and try and make it sound professional. Yeah, that's the words. But if uh, you've got any stories you want to tell, please do always send them in to us because I want to hear your stories. What did Callum say this should be called? Gigs and Ghosts Phantom Edition. But fan, spelled F-A-N, so fan Tom edition. So this was, let's say, not a legit episode, but an episode all the same. It's a Gigs and Ghosts Phantom Edition 1. But I'd like to do one of these again because it's been kind of nice and cathartic. Just being sat in my living room by myself, looking at a statue of a goose on my windowsill and reading my friend's ghost stories. So that's always a beautiful thing. So stay spooky out there. Thank you for listening to the Gigs and Ghosts podcast. We'll see you next time with my guest, Andy Hawkins. So many rad guests are coming up over the coming months. Oh, and we're also planning. This sounds cool. This is the first time. I'm telling you this. We're planning on doing a live edition of this podcast from an actual haunted poltergeist house. Do, do, do. It's a very famous one. It's in Yorkshire and you have to pay to stay over and blah, blah, blah. But that's going to be cool. We're going to do that, though. We're going to go out, um, I think, three or four of us to that house with the people who show you around. They do a seance. We're going to tell ghost stories. We're going to see if we can catch any ghosts in there. Because I thought that would be really cool. And then you can hear real terror in my advice, because I'm going to shoot my dickers. Well, this has been Geeks and Girls Podcast. I have been your host, Mikey Shiraz. I will see you next time. Until then, stay spooky dookie people. Ho, 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 ho. Bye-bye.